2: now
4: Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this, of course, is another episode of Friday Night Livestream. Hope you guys are having a lovely night. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like... And Share this broadcast. Help us by getting it out there on your favorite social media platforms. Certainly do appreciate it. And trying to test to see if we're working on Foxhole. And I'm unable to get to the chat. So I'm wondering if maybe Foxhole's having some issues. I don't know. Hopefully. Anyways, you can tell from the information on screen. We have a very special guest tonight. Author and researcher Fritz Springmeier. You may know him as the author of Bloodlines of the Illuminati, but Fritz is a prolific author. He's had his books translated into dozens of different languages. Very important conversation tonight. Get your questions ready because you know we're going to be taking your calls in the second half of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us over there on Getter, the Foxhole, Rumble, Odyssey. Appreciate you guys. All right. Do me a favor. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Mr. Fritz Springmeier. Fritz, how are you tonight, sir?
5: I'm doing fine. It sounds like both Florida and Kansas, where I live, we're both having hot weather. Uh,
4: yes, it's extremely hot, uh, and I understand that you are without air conditioning where you're at. I'm also without air conditioning. It went down yesterday, and... Uh, I had hoped that by tonight I would have it fixed, but unfortunately it's just, it's not happening. So, uh, just for people out there in the audience, we'll probably both have fans blowing. Hopefully that's not overwhelming in the background, but, uh, it is what it is and you have to, uh, kind of waddle through whatever God throws at you. So uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, well, listen, Fritz, I just want to say, first of all, thank you very, very much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate you being here. Um, I uh, also want to thank my friend Josh Abraham for setting us up and for putting us in touch with each other. Um, I mentioned uh, in the introduction you are the author of Bloodlines of the Illuminati, but you're the author of many different books. Uh, I before we get into kind of what's happening in the world today, I think it's important for the audience to get uh, an idea of who you are and where you got started, because they might not even know who you are. So tell me, Fritz, how did you become an author and a researcher? And more specifically, how did you get into these specific subjects?
5: Well, I felt a calling in 1978. I had a calling to expose the corruption in the churches. And to expose the corruption in the churches, you have to expose the corruption in the world. And I didn't manage to get started full-time on that calling until 1990. After 1990, I started writing a series of books on the Illuminati. The first one was a massive work, Be Wise a Serpents," which was Exposing the System of Systems. That they have also exposed A lot of the religious corruption Denomination by denomination Anyway I wrote a series of books On the Illuminati The who, what, where, when How And uh, all, 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 All the aspects of it And a lot of people Think oh well there isn't such a thing As a modern Illuminati Well Uh I had done thousands of hours of research into the Illuminati and then I got my big break when a friend of mine was walking past four women and he he heard them say the word Illuminati and he turned around and said, if you're interested in the Illuminati, you got to meet my friend Fritz Springmeier. Well, it turned out that these four women were a team within the Illuminati that were all trying to escape it. Oh, wow. And... So they became a support team for each other to escape and so when I got to know them then I got to know the Illuminati from the inside because I had been looking from the outside in it's like looking at a house through the window but once I, I intimately got to know them and their stories which all collaborated collaborated each other by then I, I got an inside look and there are two major things that they stressed one was the importance of the bloodlines, which I already knew. And then the other one was the importance of the trauma-based mind control, which I wasn't familiar with. But then um, in the School of Hard Knocks, I started learning as much as I could. And that's how I ended up writing three books exposing the trauma-based mind control that the Illuminati had been carrying out for centuries, secretly, and it explains how they're able to do a lot in secret. Um, so that's a little bit about myself. My background, uh, both, both my dad's people and mom's people were farmers. I actually tried a little bit of farming myself, but it's hard to get into, but my roots are, are agriculture, a good, uh, solid people and, um, Uh, I think that's a a good place to leave it there.
4: So I was very interested to learn that you at one time had actually joined with an Amish community. Is that correct?
5: Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, I went to West Point, United States Military Academy, and they taught me total obedience. And so I decided I was going to apply... What West Point had taught me: total obedience to the Bible. So I reread the Bible with the idea that no matter what it asked me to do, it asked me to stand on my head or whatever, I was going to obey it. Of course, you have to you have to uh, understand spiritually what the Bible's saying. I mean, there's a lot of things in there that if you just uh, didn't use any common sense and did, you could be doing all kinds of weird things. But I reread the Bible with uh, the attitude of total obedience towards God, and I saw, for instance, one of the things that the Scripture say is, "Be not conformed to the world." It says that whatever the, is highly esteemed among the world is an abomination in the sight of God. So, all of these, you know, mainstream Christian denominations—they're following the world. Whatever the world esteems, they esteem. And um, I was trying to understand, I knew things had gone wrong. Even when I was at West Point, I'd to my classmate that our society has gotten really way off whack, but they couldn't understand what I was saying. One of the things that I hoped when I went back to the Amish would be to understand better where our culture got off, because they're sort of like living in the 19th century, right. and I figured that would help me understand Better where we had gotten off track And um, it did help me to some degree So it was very educational But I was called by the Lord to lead the Amish And start exposing the world and and, and Which at first I started But I was too immature to follow through and, And some Christians talked me out of doing it And then I was sort of like Jonah Running from my calling And had to get beat up By the world before i you know 10 years passed nine and a half years something like that before i i got back god brought me back to what he wanted me to do and um he's the only reason i've managed to survive because i've they've thrown everything at me and um even today it, it was today was like like old times zach you know in the old times no communication would work. Mm-hmm. Telephones wouldn't work. Computers wouldn't work for me. That's the way it was going for me. I sent you several messages. They didn't get through. When, when does your cell phone messages not get through? You know, I yeah. was typing on the computer. My, my computer seized up because it said it was my, my, it had my, uh, my email account had to do maintenance. <laughs>
4: That's interesting. That's
5: never happened before.
4: I'll tell you you what, Fritz, it it always seems that when I have a guest that has something to say of particular import, someone like yourself, uh, also uh, some friends of mine that produced a documentary about the uh, January 6th incident in Washington, D.C., there's always some... Unusual electronic uh, or, or like interference that takes place, and um, you know when we were preparing to do this, uh, we spoke on the phone, and then I texted you right afterwards with the information that we uh, we needed to exchange so I could do this successfully, and it disappeared from your phone, and now I'm I'm really not all that surprised to see that you're having uh, issues with your computer just before the show goes on. Uh, it, uh, it it's a it's a heck of a coincidence. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. So, well, and as you were saying, you know, I mean, uh, it, life has kind of thrown some curveballs at you. I mean, it's no small thing exposing, like, the secret society to end all secret societies on the face of planet Earth. And they did go after you pretty heavily. Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that?
5: Uh they broke a whole bunch of laws to put me in prison. And um, they said that I knew about a, a bank robbery. So I was charged with aiding and abetting uh, bank rob- uh, um, uh, an armed bank robbery. And the jury initially found me not guilty, but the judge told them that they needed to find me guilty. And so I was found guilty and given... A sentence of 111 months. Uh, I don't know if there's any significance to that number, but uh, it ended up translating to eight years in prison. And then I was released from prison, and I was doing fine. I was I, I wasn't doing anything wrong, and they grabbed me and threw me back into prison, which is a little bit unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um, And nobody could find out why they had thrown me back into prison. The best anybody ever got was as I was under investigation. So you mean when somebody's under investigation, you toss them into prison?
4: (laughs) I mean, that's that's how
5: long they're going to be in there.
4: That's unconstitutional. Um, So they, they never actually charged you with anything that second time. I mean, is there any paperwork? Has anybody ever done any FOIA requests to determine, you know, what they had? Everything
5: that people tried to do that it got, it, it just got stonewalled. And, um, uh, but they did kick me out. They did release me, but no, nobody ever got any answers. And, um, yeah, you stay in prison all that time thinking, okay, this is my release date. And then they just grab you and stick you in without any cause, but it was God has worked miracles in, in all of this. And so, like, when they, when they stuck me back into prison for no reason the second time, and when I came in, the guard that was running my pod, he said, I recognize you, Fritz, and I know you're a good man, and I don't like what they're doing to you. Anything you want, you just tell me and I'll do it for you. I was shocked because he could have lost his job doing that. Sure. And then he came up to my room that he assigned me and spoke to me for 30 minutes. He said, what can I do for you? And I said, well, my people don't know that I've been thrown back in. Can you get word? And he said, yeah, I have a channel that they can't tra- trace back to me, and I'll let your people know what's happened. Um, so just just seeing that guard, the way he, he uh, looked up to me and he was willing to risk his job helping me, that made it all worth it while just the first day. You know, it showed me that maybe there's, there's more hope than, than we think. Cause I've had, because back in 1996, uh, when I was falsely arrested, uh, and I was taken to the county jail, I had told them that I was going to reserve my constitutional right. Well, there was like six or eight cops there and they were mocking the constitution. They dare. just mocked it. And um, it was so embarrassing. And then there was one cop who actually believed in the, the Constitution, and he was ashamed. You could see he was ashamed at the way his his fellow cops were but, uh, acting. But you know, that's the kind of stuff that I've experienced is cops having no respect for the Constitution
4: uh, or Brits- the. War. Uh, over on Rumble, Just Revere wants to know, what's it going to take to get audio versions of your biggest books? I, I think I actually saw that you did have some, or at least perhaps somebody has some audio versions of your books on uh, on Amazon. I, I, if somebody purchases them there, will you actually receive uh, the, the uh, revenue from that? No.
5: No, I, w- I won't. But, you know, that's, they're welcome to get that. It's, my, my, work that i have done has been stolen by so many people and and used by so many people to make money and um at this point you know it really doesn't matter we're on the edge of a cliff and if you need the information get it and um don't worry about me the lord's going to take care of me always have well
4: fritz i I, uh, I I just wanted to mention that uh, you 're expecting a child soon, and i 'm sure the audience would absolutely love to help you in any way that they can. I mean you know when I think about researchers into this topic i mean there's only a couple of like real memorable names i mean and, and you're one of them you know certainly probably g edward griffin i think about jordan maxwell as well uh but you know you've been at the tip of the spear for a very long time if people want to support you is there any way that they can do so so that you will actually be able to benefit from it
5: wow um my we were having problems with my uh pentrax.com which was my website it's been tintraxcom has been operational since uh, 2011, and we just started uh, re- revamping it. And I don't think that they have the donation buttons through PayPal uh, there, but uh, Springmeyer messages at hotmail.com and Springmeyer spelled like my name, this all lowercase. In one word, it's spring, and then M-E-I-E-R, and then messages at hotmail.com is the, the address of my PayPal thing. And I think with that much information, they can send me a donation.
4: They certainly not, can.
5: They, they can email me and ask for my address and um, my P.O. box address and send me a donation. Because I don't think the donation button on my like, Pintrax.com is working anymore. Um,
4: because- yeah, I, I, I've, I've got mm-hmm. the website pulled up here, and it looks like uh, they're in the midst of adding all of the content. They've got the form uh, for the, um, uh, the, the 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 form for the website up there, but they don't have uh, all the stuff in there. So I will go ahead and pass out your email address on all of these. Platforms here. And if you guys want to go ahead and donate to, to Fritz or uh, send him uh, uh, messages or see where his PO box is, then you can go ahead and, and email him at springmeyermessages at hotmail.com. And I'm sure that he would love to hear from you. And uh, l- l- let's talk a little bit about um, where we're at today. So you know, like I said earlier, when you first wrote these books, you know, the idea of the Illuminati was kind of novel. I think it's something that's always been on the tip of people's tongues, you know, people have heard about Adam Weishaupt, um but you really blew the lid off of, you know, what it was, what it was comprised of and uh and the true nature of it. You know, I don't know of anybody else who's ever had specific whistleblowers from within the Illuminati. Um Obviously, that dissemination of information was enough for them to throw you in prison not once but twice. Uh, and, And now here we are today. We talk a lot about the deep state. We certainly talk about the New World Order. I think that deep state, NWO, Illuminati, they're all kind of interchangeable. Do you see them that way or do you see like the Illuminati proper as some special group within this larger idea of a deep state?
5: Well, yes and no. Um, when, when we stay, when we talk about the World Economic Forum, like we think of Klaus Schwab and some of the, of the other people in, in uh, Klaus Schwab is an, an Illuminati member. So is George Soros. So is Bill Gates, and they're all deeply involved with the World Economic Forum. So yeah, they're, the, um, when we, when we think of who, World Health Organization, when we think of the World Bank, when we think of the IMF, the leaders of those organizations are Illuminati. Okay. So, you know, and the and the leader sets the tone for things. Um, you know, we had George Bush head of the CIA, and then some people were aware that he was a member of the Order of Skull and Bones. Oh, yes. And then some people, if they read my research, realized that it was discovered that their ritual, one of their rituals matched one of the rituals of the Bavarian Illuminati, which allowed us to tie them in as a branch of the Bavarian Illuminati. Um, So when when we think of these organizations, yeah, they have people that are not members, but they're being run by the Illuminati. In fact, the Illuminati created the CIA, they created the FBI, and um, you know the the head of the FBI for many years was a thirty third degree Freemason who had uh, so much dirt on everybody. Nobody was willing to speak up against them, and um, and the, the the organization was corrupt. It was corrupt a long time, but now all of that's right in our face, you know. Some of these things, when I talk, when I talked about their plans, when I talked about their organization and all of these other things, if I talked about the FBI being corrupt, it was like way out there. But now it's all in people's face. It's what we live day to day. We see it, you know, it's, and now there's been a great interest in my work because people are trying to understand better what they're seeing right in front of them.
4: So a couple of uh, more uh, questions from Rumble, but Vector says, praying for you all and Fritz and your family. And then my mom, who's here watching, says, Fritz, were the cops that were mocking the Constitution Illuminati? Or are there more Illuminati than what we know? So, yeah, that's an excellent question. That's something that that I wanted to ask, because certainly I could see how the Illuminati itself might ensure that certain cops who came to arrest you were also members uh, or do you just think that um, there was something else going on
5: i never i never entertained the idea that they were illuminati but that's a good question there might have been some one of the things that the illuminati's done is salt their people throughout all of society
6: mm-hmm.
5: there's even bums out on the street or somebody sitting on a porch that Everybody thinks is an idiot, but actually he's a genius. they they're they're all they're salted throughout society, so it's quite possible. But one of the things where that happened was the Portland metro area, and there was a cop that came up to me in '95, and he told me he said, "Fritz, here's what's going on. All of us decent cops are being sent to the small sit- towns." outside of the metro area and they're replacing us with these bully sadistic uh types and and that was back in 95 and then when i saw in the last few years uh the police brutality in portland and how they defunded the police i realized this was all a plan they brought these people in that were sadistic bullies on purpose so that then then They would have an excuse to defund The police which is what the democrats Have done yeah. and now everything's Just running rampant there in the Portland metro area There's it, 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 It's crazy um, Same thing in New York City is is they have, They're not prosecuting people For crimes and a lot of The DA's are, are quitting Because you know If you're not going to prosecute crimes Why should they What 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 are they what what are they good for?
4: Well, you know, it looks to me like they have taken the prosecutors and and, uh, you know, Department of Justice or or, you know, the local prosecutors either. uh, And instead of prosecuting true criminals and illegals, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, uh they've turned the justice system on patriots like yourself and on many other people you know certainly in Washington DC we've got a number of individuals who've been held also without due process since they were arrested by the DOJ charged with season- sedition and treason uh and uh, and and they have perverted the justice system it really does feel today like there are more illuminati deep state new world order members that are present in all of these organizations than there were at one time in the past do you think that they have just gotten more brazen out of a need to uh kind of hasten their timeline or do you think that there has been uh an explosion in membership of these secret societies
5: well what's happened is is over the years, and, and they have been solidly increasing their control. And uh, an example of this, and I didn't talk about this for years, but now I feel like um, I can comfortably. But I had a friend, Kevin Schmidt. And he was a, an ex-cop. And there was a young man that called him. Because Kevin was very much into my research. He got my Be and Serpents book. Back in 1991, he was very much a weight clear back then. So this young man calls him, he's 19, if I remember correctly, and he goes, My dad's the head Freemason in this state, and I will let you into his office. He's not here, I have access to get into his office. He said, If you want to look at my dad's files, I'll let you in and you can see them. Well, Kevin, Uh, think, thought, okay, well, this is my chance to get the mother load of, of research and he's an ex cop So he goes in there. He starts and, and the wall is just, you know, from floor to ceiling. It's, it's these, these, um, uh, file cabinets and he starts pulling them out and he was totally shocked in the files. There was the evidence to send everybody who was anybody in power to prison. In other words, they had the, they could blackmail anybody. Well, think about Hunter Biden. Think about our president Biden. These people are blackmailable, you know, and that's why they're in, that's why they've gotten where they are is they, they can be blackmailed and can, and can be controlled. So everybody in his state. Was controllable. It actually, I had told him this back then, but when he saw the physical evidence himself, it absolutely shocked him. It, it dumbfounded him. It was overwhelming. And I've had other people that have come up upon uh, other things similar to that. And it's, it's been so overwhelming to them that they become dysfunctional basically because it, it was just so traumatic to see how much control. Finally, what's happened is, that is they've just solidified their control where they basically believe it's 100%. They've got all 100% of the judges, they've got 100% of the politicians, and they just went for it. they just like, well, there's nobody else to oppose us, we can just go for it. And um, there are a few that are not totally, whether they're They're acting the role of being um, populist and on our side or whether they're they're controlled opposition. There's a few out there sprinkling to make it look like not everybody's with them. But essentially, when they have made their move back in 2021, they had solidified their power. And not everybody's in the Illuminati, but everybody is controlled by them uh, you know
4: no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I've often uh, uh, thought for a very long time that blackmail was the currency of politics. This is how they control people. This is why we see so many pedophiles in politics. We see so many pedophiles in the administrative branch of government. Um, you know, What can you tell us about the power structure of the Illuminati and, and how things operate? Because I kicked a hornet's nest online last night, kind of discussing how the deep state, in my opinion works in a compartmentalized fashion in the same way that the intelligence community, in the same way that the military does. And maybe there are a bunch of different operations that are happening all at the same time, and perhaps not everyone is directly involved in every single one. Like, I don't think there's an email list that goes out to every Illuminati member saying, you know, this is all the evil stuff that we're doing today. Um, But I I would like to get your thoughts on that.
5: Well, you know, i could describe in detail the answer to what you give i'm trying to compact it into something that's um digestible for the listeners it, one of the parts of the answer and, and you were kind of you were on the right track in mm-hmm. talking about it being compartmentalized let me go back to the trauma-based mind control the way the trauma-based mind control works. Is they create multiple personality disorder. Now that's been relabeled in the, in the mid nineties as DID.
6: Right. We see it on TikTok
5: today. Disorder. I still use the old name multiple personality disorder because I think that that's more descriptive for the common person. I agree. But at any rate, they shatter a person's mind into a lot of dissociative pieces and they are able to program all these pieces, and they're dissociated. So the Illuminati altars in an Illuminati member are buried. So his front altar is not necessarily aware of all that deeper stuff. Right. So there's, so it is compartmentalized, and like the the part of the person, the altar, the altar personality, um, that does the rituals is separate from the person that that holds the, the body day to day. So there's a lot of compartmentalization and the way they work on the programming uh, and I discovered this because I was working with quite a few people that had Illuminati programming. What they've done is, is they've put in time clocks that are not sensitive to specific dates like it's not like on June 12 2014 such and such is going to happen but what they're keyed in on is the way these clocks internal clocks work is they're keyed in on events so if something something like 911 happens sure that triggers because everybody who's a mind controlled slave is going to hear about 911 mm-hmm. so that's going to kick in certain programming that's going to start functioning. So it's events that cause the programming to proceed until that event happens. And I tell you, Zach, I was flying sometime in the in the nineties. I think it was circa nineteen ninety seven, and I was sitting there waiting for my plane. And this lady, I don't think she knew who I was, um, unless she was just trying to, uh, unless by some chance she was just trying to freak me out. Right. I don't know. But she was talking to another lady real close to me. She outlined back then what was going to happen on
6: 9-11. She oh, didn't wow. use
5: the date 9-11, but she said what was going to happen. And she was so tickled that they were going to bring in all of these security measures and she was saying, you know, people aren't just going to be flying like they are now. They're going to be having to do blah, blah, blah. She was just so tickled. Well what can you do with that information Nothing I just sat on it And then after 9-11 I realized This woman knew exactly What was coming um, So there are some people that Are uh, aware The front parts of their mind Are fully cognizant of what's happening But other people in the Illuminati It's Buried deep in their minds. So it, it's uh, it's A mixture And then like you say if you work for these different agencies, you're basically given on a need-to-know basis. You know, National Security Agency, it works for the Illuminati. CIA, it works for the Illuminati. But that doesn't mean that if you're CIA, you know everything that's going on. Right. You're in a little box, a little compartment, and, and uh, y- you most likely don't know the bigger picture.
4: Well, let's take as an example, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Certainly, he is a documented evil, you know, jerk, if you will. I mean, we know the experiments that he's been involved in. Um, but uh, what really upset people is that I said I didn't think Fauci was the tip of the pyramid. I mean, yeah, he's he gets a lot of money. He's done some terrible things working in the United States government. And he's been a driving factor behind trying to get everybody vaccinated. But I think just by virtue of the fact that Anthony Fauci is a public-facing person, I think that goes to show that he is part of the machine more than he is running the machine. What do you think about that?
5: Uh, well, it, it's sort of in between. There, there are people that are uh, deeper than him, but he's he's. They're not having somebody who's who's just a um, a soldier out there and you know. Oh no,
4: I mean he's definitely high level. You know, I was just my my point was that I just I don't think Anthony Fauci is the head of the deep state. That that was my my only oh, point.
5: Head of the deep state. No,
7: no.
4: All right. So, you know, I, I actually love the concept of bringing in the multiple personalities into someone that is as public facing as that, because that's fascinating. You know, I think that any time, and I speak for myself, I don't know about anybody else in the audience, but Thinking about the trauma-based mind control, I mean, obviously, uh, it comes into play when we talk about mass shooters, you know, or uh, like, you know, rank and file in the CIA, you know, assassins. Clearly, all of these people have gone through trauma-based mind control uh, to give them alters so they can, you know. Kill a president and then the next day they go home and they make lunch for their kids. Um, but to think that high level people like that are also going through the trauma based mind control that throws a whole new wrinkle into the awareness level of what they're doing, you know, because I mean, clear, you know, I, I was speaking with uh, um, someone the other day and and they said, you know, by and large, these people don't believe that they're participating in evil things. You know, it, it may have an evil result. It may appear evil to us. But I mean, they think they're doing something good. I mean, obviously, if they're serving the benefit of their secret agenda, part of their secret society, the Illuminati or whatever it might be. You know, something that's bad for humanity might be good for them and good for the organization. And so therefore it can't be evil to them. But the idea that maybe they are a victim of trauma based mind control, uh, maybe they don't even know
5: exactly what they're doing. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's quite a mixture there, but um, of awareness. They are, most of them are under trauma based mind control. Um, I've been told that there's a few. That aren't, but uh, from I haven't met any that aren't, and um, some of them. Th- there, th- there's one family, for instance, one of the top thirteen families. They want their people in their initiations to voluntarily be aware of what they're getting into, and and knowingly go for. And then some of the other families prefer just to have. Programmed robots that aren't really cognizant. So there's a lot of, uh, it, it, it's, there's a mixture as to what people do and don't know and their perceptions. Um, but there's some of these kingpins that know exactly what they're doing. Yes. And um, yeah, so it, it's not like all of them are mindlessly doing it. There's right. some that really actually know what they're doing.
4: I think, you know, what's important, and I think the the point that I'm trying to get across to people is that this is far more nuanced than just, you know, black and white, good and evil, you know, the, the devil and God. I mean, it is, you know, clearly all of those things are at play, but we are dealing with a million shades of gray when it comes to this stuff, and we really don't have any idea— who these people are, I mean, and when people say, you know, this person is this or that person is that, I mean, it's really just a value judgment that you're making about the actions that you see them publicly taking. Uh, It is far more complicated.
5: It is very complicated. You take someone like Hitler. Now, Hitler was a mind-controlled slave. He was a multiple. He had multiple personality disorder. And so one minute, he could be saying, and coming across honestly. He's like, I have no more, uh, uh, no more demands. I have gotten all the territory I want. I'm satisfied. There's not going to be any war. And then 30 minutes later, he's talking to his generals and planning the the World War II. You know, this guy was programmed to uh, do what he did. And, um, you know, he wasn't always fully aware of how he was being used. Um, so, yeah, it's very nuanced. Um, that that's true. And of course, the worst kind of evil is evil that thinks it's doing good. Right. Um, yes. Uh, Certainly,
4: know. I feel like we we can recognize that that's happening a lot today. You know, I mean, uh, that we've got the the the. Collaborators in the mainstream media and the DNC and the you know, all the entirety of Washington, whether they're Democrat or Republican, got problems all around, you know, but uh, these people hate Donald Trump. They hate the people of America. They wanted to make sure that we fail so that they can succeed. That's the direction that they've been taking our country for decades now. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, at the end of the day, what's good for them is bad for us. And so they don't go out there every morning thinking, you know, well, maybe some of them do go out every morning thinking, can't wait to eat a baby today or, you know, can't wait to sacrifice a, a child on an altar. You know, certainly some people are like that, uh, but not necessarily all of them. H- how how much does blood ritual play into this stuff here, Fritz? I mean, clearly there, there are those rituals that take place, but. I, is it like an overriding aspect of this on a daily basis, do you think?
5: Well, if you're an Illuminati member, you, almost in every circumstance, are, are, will have been involved with human sacrifice. Right. So, so see, joining the Illuminati is very similar to joining a gang in L.A. When they initiate someone into a gang in L.A., They'll take this 13-year-old and they'll say, you see that grandmother over there, that old lady? Here, take this gun and shoot her. And that's what you have to do. And so he'll go, he doesn't even know the lady. This punk will go out and shoot this old grandmother. And then they can't solve the crime because there's no connection between the two. Right. Well, the Illuminati want to do the same thing with people. So when you're a little child, they will have a ritual. And it's part of the mind control where the child has to take anathema and sacrifice another child. And they will make you blood guilty from the start. So you're part of a criminal enterprise. And then uh, several times a year, they're going to be doing human sacrifices. And um, so, yeah, you are going to be across the board. You're going to be involved with human sacrifice. However, the parts of these people that do that Are the, the front personality is dissociated from them. If it wasn't, a lot of them would go crazy. Right. They'd just go crazy and they couldn't look you in the eye and, and say and act like they do in public because what you're seeing is, is a public altar, a public person that's been groomed to be, look good for the public. You're not seeing the deeper parts of their minds that are satanic.
4: So like a Hillary Clinton, for instance. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Fritz, I want to get your thoughts on some other things, but we need to take a break for the second half of the show. We will be right back. Sit there. Don't go anywhere. And we're going to be taking your calls in about 20 minutes. All right. Thank you for sticking around, everyone. Fritz, thank you so much once more for being here tonight. Uh, so I think I want to now switch gears a little bit and get your thoughts on some of the uh, happenings that are taking place right now in the world and how you think they might play into the Illuminati agenda. Certainly, I think we can take a look at the scamdemic and uh, the... Uh, uh, the creation of COVID-19 and, and, and see how that might play into a depopulation agenda. But what about the situation right now in Ukraine? I've got some specific ideas on it, but I'd love to hear what you have to say.
5: Thank you for asking, because uh, what I see people doing is, is some people say, oh, the Ukraine, it's this uh, innocent small country that's being bullied by Putin and the Russian bear." Then you have other people on the other side going, oh, Putin's going up against international bankers, he's exposing, you know, the all kinds of things in Ukraine, he's getting rid of biolabs, and he's been mistreated by NATO and European Union, and he's standing up to, to the world order. Well, really, there's a much better way to understand this. And I've been trying to explain to people that Putin is part of this whole process. He was a friend of Kissinger's. He was part of of uh, Klaus Schwab's Young Global Leaders. Uh, he's he's in a Illum- top Illuminati Er Lodge. Um, there's a 36 Er Lodges, and and Kissinger is also a member in the Er Lodge system, and so. Uh, uh, Angela Merkel is uh, some of these other people that we hear on the news. So he is he is carrying out something just like Hitler did. And so what they really did was is they took the script that worked to create World War II and they're just with tweaking it a little bit using the same script. And once people are aware that uh, of what the script was, so first you had. Pan-Germanism that had been going on for a long time, and you have pan-Russianism, too. It's just the idea of, you know, Russia's a great country, and we should have all of the Russians united. And then you had uh, World War One, and Germany lost World War One, And then there, the diktat, where they told Germany, this is what's going to happen, you know, the Versailles Treaty, And then after that, you had hyperinflation, and then you had.
2: Order now.
6: fighterflare.com.
5: And Hitler was called der Fuhrer, the leader. So what what do we have going on here? So we had pan-Russianism. We had, when when Germany lost World War One, they were stripped of all their colonies, plus about nine regions of Germany, Alsace and Lorraine, Silesia, um, Mimo. They were stripped of these different regions. Schleswig-Holstein was given to Denmark, Danzig, you know, they were Saarland, they were stripped of all these areas. So we have pan-Germanism, we have Russia, uh, the Soviet Union losing the Cold War, and then Yeltsin coming into power, and then the IMF, which is Illuminati, believe me, I know this as a fact, the IMF is is Illuminati-led. They told Yeltsin, you need to do shock therapy. When he did that, there was hyperinflation in Russia, the older people were Dying off, the Illuminati kingpins Laughed at me, they thought it was funny That these older people were dying off Because of hyperinflation They, they told me it, it's good that we're Losing the older people And they thought that was funny And um, And then from that We had Abramovich uh, uh, Suggesting that, oh, let's bring in Putin, so Putin's brought in Well Hitler had his mind comp and Putin has his is just like like Hitler had his mind comp script uh Putin has his by Mikhail Yuryev and it's Russia as it ought to be um the third empire russia as it ought to be and they have been following the script of that book that book is extremely popular in the Kremlin i don't know why why it's not more widely published, because when you realize what that book's about and that Putin believes it and the Kremlin is following that script, it's like, no, when he attacked Ukraine, he wasn't just trying to get the Donbass. He was trying to get all of Ukraine. And if he gets all of Ukraine, the script is for him to continue on to Western Europe. So there's there's this whole whole thing that's going on here. Um, now but ultimately, what's going on is a major disaster for the world. This is all this is all to bring in this great reset. And uh Klaus Schwab and and his World Economic Forum buddies, they've been promoting this great reset. They use a lot of strange language, you know, that the stakeholder economy. Equitable, sustainable stuff. Um, what do they mean? Fourth Industrial Revolution. What do they mean by all these terms? And it would, it, you know, there's been whole books written about uh, this. In, you know, Klaus Schwab wrote a book, COVID nineteen, the Great Reset. COVID nineteen, the Great Reset, and, and um, they just came out with a, another book that he's written with his his ghostwriter. Um it, it talks about negotiation. Or I mean not a narrative. Uh, you know, there's stories and then there's narratives. So they're they're wanting us to use our imagination and they're presenting us with narratives. And imagination, if you go back to the mind control that I exposed, imagination is very important for the mind control. But anyway, uh, getting encapsulizing things, what we're seeing with this Ukrainian war, is a total disaster that's been orchestrated by the Illuminati so that they can bring in these crises. They're bringing in a uh, food crisis around the world. They're bringing in a fuel crisis around the world, and they're exacerbating it every way which they can. Now in, in Europe, they're shutting down like half of the farms because they say, you can't have a carbon footprint, blah, blah, blah. It's they've, they've taken out 200 at least food processing plants in the United States that have been sabotaged. I mean, it, it, it's just on and on. So much that they're doing, it's all for us to beg them for their answers, you know. And what's what's scary is, is we really, we're really in a war zone. I tell you, Zach, we the the elite are waging war against us, and we are in a war zone. I know a lot of people are going to be just like when they rounded up the Jews in World War II. The the SS would tell the Jews, "Now we're just going to take you somewhere. Calm down. We're just re, we're just ta- transporting you somewhere where you'll be safer. You know, everything's cool." just uh, get your your suitcase and, and stay calm. Don't allow all of these people that are saying, trying to alarm you know, these alarmist extremists, they're saying these crazy things. Everything's going to be okay. Now, like in the Warsaw Ghetto, it only took like half a dozen SS men to move thousands of people. Why? Because they had the Jewish police go out into the ghetto and the, the Jewish people trusted the Jewish police. And the Jewish police told them, oh, you just uh, relocated, you know. Well, they're trying to do the same with us. You know, stay calm. Don't worry. Everything's cool. But they're actually trying to do genocide on us. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. pandemic was part of that. <laughs> uh, I-
4: I totally get I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I I already see some people in the chat. uh, You know, it's interesting. When Russia first began their specialized military campaign going into Ukraine, uh, people immediately wanted to put Putin either in the good category or the bad category. But I think that the point that I was making earlier is especially illustrative in this instance here, because it's not really a good or a bad thing because there's a bit of both that are happening. Certainly the liberation of Donbass. That's a good thing. Okay. The people of the Eastern portion of Ukraine have been under attack by the Western part of Ukraine since 2014. And it's been going on even longer than that. That's great. That's a good thing. Taking out bio labs. That's also a a great thing. Uh, Anything that hurts the interests of the deep state at large, I think people, you know, gravitate towards, uh, but there are some real concerns uh, that uh, Putin is responsible for within his own country. Um, you know, Russia's in a good position financially, Fritz. I think that it's the, it's the, the, the best performing currency in Europe, which is just crazy to think, uh, especially after everything that's happened. And they're certainly making a killing on gas right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it, they don't exactly have freedom of the press. You know, I mean, there's some other kind of uh, crazy things that have happened. I mean, obviously, they've had a bad hit history um but i was totally unaware that uh putin had participated in uh, any program by klaus schwab never heard that one before uh and of course you know i mean there is the concerning issue of him essentially remaining in power for going on 30 years i, I don't know the exact date but he's been at the helm of russia for some time and generally speaking you know that 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 moves a little bit more towards the bad column so I don't know. We'll have to see what happens, how it plays out. Um, I may be going to Russia uh, to actually uh, do some reporting on the situation in Ukraine. I'm, I'm kind of waiting on a, a connection to happen there. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, do you think there is any good that's going to come out of uh, what's happening over there? Or do you think it just 100 percent you are it is firmly all for the deep
5: state? It's uh, yeah, 99 percent of what's happening is going to help the deep state it's not helping anybody else it's a disaster for the world and putin has given a number of reasons and i don't have time to go through item by item on his reasons why he started this war but none of them hold water and it's very similar to the american civil war uh if you ask a person why did the american civil war happen and the American Civil War was one area of history that I studied very intensely. And there's whole different levels of understanding why it happened. But deep, the deepest under, reason why it happened was that the deep state, the international bankers, wanted the Civil War to happen. So in my Be Wise Serpents" book, I talked about the Bird Club, which was six Unitarian ministers, and how they financed John Brown. They gave him guns. And weapons. They gave them uh, 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 money, finances, and they brought over from Europe. The deep state brought over from from Europe a professional revolutionary uh, named Bondi, who was a, a Freemason, to help train them. And then the and then here in in my state in Kansas, John Brown was the first person to attack. Um, and when he attacked the slavers. By then they responded by attacking them back. And then you had a mini civil war in Kansas before the actual American civil war. So this whole thing was orchestrated at the deepest level. And that's what I'm saying about the, the, yeah, there's lots of reasons pro and con. Ukraine has their reasons. I mean, they're defending their country. Russia has their, their reasons in some ways. They could say, well, we're defending ourselves from NATO. I mean, there's, there's, that's the way they set up these these uh, controlled conflict. Plausible like deniability. for two, you know, the yeah. Germans had their side, the Japanese had their side, we've got our side, you know, um, and then you've got a real mess.
4: Well, I absolutely understand where you're coming from with all of this, you know, and it makes a lot of sense when you consider the fact that, uh, you know, of course there are good reasons, there are reasons against it uh, on everybody's sides. But at the end of the day, I think you're right that things are being manipulated uh, in to a large degree. I mean, probably every major event that we can imagine throughout history, there was a level of manipulation behind the scenes by elements of the Illuminati. Do are you are you are do you believe? that there is any way out for us, the average, everyday citizen of any country, America, UK, Australia, have you gotten to the point where you're totally blackpilled, or do you believe that there is hope for humanity?
5: Well, you know, I get asked that question a lot, and I've been asked that question for the last 30 years, you know, (laughs) can we win? And... My answer has been the same for the last three decades. You know, it's not a, that's the wrong question to ask. Okay. Can we win or, or will we win? There's so many things that when you go in in life, you don't ask the question, am I going to win? You go <laughs> in and do your best. Right. And, um, it, it, the, the thing of it is, is a good person can't step, bu- step back and let this happen. This is the future of humanity. Uh, and you just can't sit there And, and go la-di-da You have to stand up to it Now whether standing up to it Is going to succeed or not I don't know But there are people that have uh, A number of people have said that If we challenge what they're doing On the local and state level We still have a chance to do something And they make some sense um, we We probably can Uh, have a greater, uh, leverage on the local and state levels of trying to slow this down. Uh, what they, what they did in 2021 was they announced that that we're in the new world order. Well, they had planned to do that in 2000. So we got a 21 year reprieve. Right. So understand this people, not everything goes their way. And, and it's possible that things could, uh, wobble and, and their timetable be upset. But I have spoken to people that sat in on these, these meetings where they discussed their 10, their 5, their 10, 20, you know, 50 year plans. And I can tell you what we're seeing are their plans.
4: Uh, I am one of those local action type people. I think that that's our best possible option to beat these people at their own game. I mean, if we first of all, we didn't just lose the country overnight. This was a gradual process where they infiltrated to the point where it was almost impossible for any good people to get anything done It's essentially one man standing against a monolithic government that is fully made up of compromised individuals. So if we're going to beat these guys, we have to replace them uh, at beginning at the local level, and then we can rise up to a higher level. But the thing is, we have to remain unimpeachable. We cannot become one of these people who is able to be blackmailed. Like I'm sure you saw what happened to Madison Cawthorn. You know, uh, the stuff that they released on him, I didn't even think it was a really big deal. But it was clear that they wanted to show him and anybody else, you know, hey, it doesn't matter what it is, the most compromising moments of your personal life are going to end up out there, and uh, and we're going to release it if you dare say something like Republicans uh, in Congress are having cocaine-fueled orgies uh, in Washington, D.C. You know, I think, I don't think Madison said anything that we didn't already know, but they took him down for it, you know. I mean, and uh, that's too often what happens when people speak out against this machine. Uh, real bli- real br- briefly, I've actually got two super chats from my good buddy Fredo Wakening over on Rumble. First of all, uh, Fredo wanted to know uh, I would love to hear Fritz's take on Alex Jones and how much he really knows. Are they turning? Are they turning the kids gay? like they did the Frogs, is Alex Jones controlled opposition? Inquiring minds want to know. And then, Fredo, we'll get your second question after we get uh, Fritz's thoughts on that piece. Any thoughts on Alex Jones you feel that you'd like to share with the
5: audience? Well, uh, again, that's something that I have lots of thoughts on. But I have to share with people my approach to things. I, when it comes to uh, opposition against the world order. I don't, I don't like the infighting and uh, I don't, I, and I don't, I don't badmouth anybody that's supposedly on our side. I think that there's lots of things about Alex Jones that if people just watch and think for themselves, they're going to, they're going to have some ideas. Um, I know a lot of, well, let's, let's say, okay, here's one thing I can say. At one point, I was talking, this is like 2011, right? I, I was asking around to people, you know, what woke you up? What brought you into the Awake movement? And about a third of them said Alex Jones. Right. So he is having a major impact. Um. Now, so how many people out there are having that kind of an impact? So whether there's some things that are, are tainted about him. Yeah. I know that there's some things that are tainted about him, but he's still doing a lot. Uh, and there's so few on our side that are doing anything. Even if somebody is tainted or compromised, it's not my place to start infighting and, and badmouth them. Um, anybody that doesn't like Alex Jones, they, they can tune him out. And one thing that I found in talking to all, almost all of these people that have been brought into the awake movement, I would ask them, well, do you still listen to Alex Jones? And at a certain point, they, they, they quit listening to him. They'd say, you know, I outgrew him, you know, or I got tired of this and they quit listening to him. So, um, you know, I'm not going to say that the negatives or positives about them. Um, I'll let people make up their own minds. And um, you can learn a lot from Infowars. And hey, uh, we're we're really undermanned on on our side, so let's not do a lot of infighting.
4: I absolutely am on the exact same page. You know, I'll certainly tell people when I when I like someone and when I trust uh, the things they do. But, you know, I I I listen to Alex Jones at one time, you know, but at a certain point, I think you're right. People outgrow it and they start going out and doing their own research. I think we've reached this critical point in I, you say the awake movement. I say the truth and freedom movement. You know, we went from a, when you first come in, you're in like an information gathering stage. You know, you're looking for people to give you the info. And then at a certain point, you start going out there and getting it for yourself. And then you start delivering. it. I mean, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, and there are, there's are, there been a tremendous explosion since President Trump came into power of uh, of people doing what you're seeing right here. You know, I mean, interviewing people with interesting ideas, uh, lots of details about uh, some things that are shrouded. And certainly in today's world with the control of Silicon Valley and all of the uh, political parties, it's difficult to research this stuff online. There were some golden years where you could go out and you could search for real information about the Illuminati and, And oftentimes you would get uh, uh, links back to uh, information from your book. But now, you know, I mean, you see hit pieces, you know, I mean, you're not finding the information that you need to. You can't go to YouTube and find an excellent interview. You can't find anything with you in it if they're not smearing you. So, yeah, I, I absolutely understand where you're at. Okay, one more from Fredo, guys, and then we're going to open up the phones. Actually, remind me to mention my podcast. Uh, Fredo says, Does Fritz like President Trump? Uh, what do you think of Q? Uh, can you DM Matt1776 at Foxhold to get Vector on the platform? Okay, that's not for Fritz, that's for me. Vector, yes. Matt1776, can we please get my friend Vector on the, on the platform? Also, if I melt dry ice... Can I swim without getting wet? You can, but you'll die from asphyxiation. Uh, People have actually tried to do that. Filled an entire pool with dry ice. As soon as you dive in, you will inhale all of that carbon dioxide and you will immediately pass out. It's not a pretty sight. People have lost their lives. Uh, So uh, what are your thoughts on President Trump? And are you familiar with the anonymous poster online known as Q? Okay. uh,
5: When it comes to Trump, what we've been seeing over the last 20 years is infighting within the elite, within the Illuminati. And there was a, a segment of the elite that broke off, and their front man was Trump. And Trump, uh, he ha- he's a, a mixed bag. I mean, some of the things Trump did, you know, have turned off the awake community. But a lot of things that he did were totally contrary to the Illuminati's agenda. And we got four years of him stalling the Illuminati agenda. Hey, I'm all for the Illuminati agenda being stalled. Yeah, buddy. Um, so Trump is a mixed bag. You know, he was part of the elite. He's done things along with them. He's rubbed shoulders with them. He's done He's done some things that... Uh, we're not, we're not nice things. And so he's not, he's not a saint, but he's, he did more than anybody else that I know of to stymie their agenda. And so one of the things that I was saying, even before he got elected, and I was trying to get across to people, quit expecting Mr. Perfect. If anybody's going to challenge the new world order, they're not going to be perfect. They're 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 going to have flaws, and you're going to have to accept them with their warts and their flaws.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And so, I accept Trump with his warts and flaws, and I realize that some of the things he did, uh, you know, giving us the jab and everything, were were nasty things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would much prefer I much preferred him to Hillary. Believe yes. me, Hillary would have slam dunk. Their Illuminati agenda so fast, uh, we'd, we we would have we had been miles ahead on on the Great Reset. Um, so uh, let's see, there was um, on Q. Q is one of those things that if you're going to have a sigh off you have to have have things that bring people in and and. Q over the years um, Brought people's attention To certain things But overall And and it's a very complicated Question but overall What you have going on Is a PSYOP I don't know if people understand what a PSYOP Is but it's a psychological Operation to deceive you And it's taken people off Into la la land And Instead of people being alarmed at what's going on, they're telling me, "Oh, everything's going to plan. Don't worry about this Ukraine war. Don't worry about Trump not getting to be president. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. It's all according to the plan." They've been nullified and they're 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 being made fools of.
4: Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your perspective. Thank you for that. Okay. Before we bring our first caller in, uh, everyone. My, I've had some issues with the distribution of my show over the past week. Uh, for the last three weeks, twice a week, I have been driving um, for six hours, uh, two days out of that week, six hours a day. Uh, and so I haven't been able to produce as many shows as I normally would. On top of that, I've also been moving my podcasting host from Podbean to another host, because my good friend Dave at X-22 was removed from Podbean, and he ended up having to move, and so I figure, why don't I just move before I get deleted from there as well? Now, by the end of this weekend, the, the new podcasting host should be distributing my podcast to Podbean. So if you are downloading through Podbean, you will still be able to do that. It's just not there yet, and I apologize for the inconvenience, but right now, you can go to the Apple... Uh, podcast app you can also go to my website redpill78news.com right there on the home page you can look uh, for the podcast section Uh, You can listen to the most recent episode, it's right there, or you can see the back catalog just below it. If you click the share button, you can download uh, any episode that you want. You can also send it off to somebody else, but when you download it, you can push play, push pause, you can listen to it in the background, you can import it into your own uh, audio music application. Um, Just go ahead and check it out, investigate, make sure that uh, you understand how it's just a little bit different than what it was. But if you just give me a couple more days, everything will be back to normal and we'll be totally copacetic. Okay, thank you for allowing me to say that. Thank you once again, Fritz, for being here. Let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. It's my good friend, Drunk Pinata. All right, here it comes. Pinata is also a fellow podcaster and uh, a wonderful analytical mind. Drunk Pinata, how are you tonight?
9: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Excellent, sir.
4: Uh, so welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What do you have for Fritz?
9: Well, uh, when I heard you were going have to have, have him on as a guest, I had to go back to my written notes. Uh, uh, to, you know, but wait, this is like I had like my big thing before any of the stuff over the past few years, obviously getting into political, uh, the political realm. My big thing was nine eleven. So Fritz, I wanted to kind of lay uh, a, something. I think you had mentioned on one a video a long time ago. This is way you know this is why I had to take the, take the written notes because they were deleting stuff off YouTube like crazy. Um, so with nine eleven, I kind of between like yourself and i think it was some some of the stuff that mark passio had kind to put out i w- essentially was coming to the conclusion that it seems as though the whole 9 11 event seemed to be some sort of a ritual ritualistic allegory retelling of the death of Hiram biff uh the with uh i believe in what i have in my notes here is that you had cited you had cited a uh the story of lamech and I guess the is the father of Tubal Cain, which is kind of that, uh, the forefather that they use as archetype for Hiram Biff. And so when I see the, the, you know, the four planes that they had, uh, we have, you know, the North Tower, the male kind of being hit first. You have your kind of, uh, and then second, second with the, uh, the female antenna list tower. Then you kind of have the, the last, uh, uh Ruffian kind of going after the the death of Hiram Biff, which was a setting mall at the center of intelligence on the head, which is the Pentagon. Oh, and, and then essentially the P-
4: Pinata, Pinata, I'm sorry. Fritz's mic um is uh it, it was very low. I had to turn up the gain quite a bit. Is it possible for you to adjust your own gain down just a little bit? Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell you what, go ahead. I just, I just, I'll just have to adjust it in between callers. I'm sorry. Continue.
9: Sorry. Um, I mean, you're able to hear me,
4: though. okay, right? You're fine. It was just, you were okay. over modulated because I had it adjusted for Fritz and I forgot about that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, it's my fault.
9: <laughs> okay. So, but the fourth plane, essentially, you know, Flight 93, which is like this representative of the heart, they kind of uh, buried it right into the ground, right in front of us well, as, a, as mockery almost. So I feel like you have this kind of like, you know, your throat hit on the top of the first tower, the, the, the breast hit of the second tower, the feminine, then you have the, the head, this, the, the intelligence hit on the, uh, the, 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 Pentagon, and then they bury the body in mockery out there and over the mountains, kind of like over in the, over Mount Moriah, kind of the same kind of symbology. So, um, from, and I, you know, I kind of was piecing this together through some of the stuff I've seen, the the work you put out, I just was, when I saw you were going to come on, I just I wanted to kind of see it, what you may have think of that theory of the of the symbology so gave, that they were trying to tell.
5: I gave two talks in Portland. Each was a little bit longer than an hour, um, and I went into a lot of details of the occult connections. And I gave in detail, uh, and those, uh, I gave in detail how the whole thing nine eleven was an occult ritual. And you had the twin towers, Yochum and Boaz. And then, mm-hmm. uh, it was a Masonic ritual. And I go in and break down how it was a Masonic ritual. I, I break down the n- numerology of the flights and what they meant. And, the uh, um, so go it, those, those videos, those two talks I gave that were videotaped. Find those, and there's so much to cover. It took me like two hours of detailed explanation. Okay, and uh, um, I couldn't even begin off the top of my head to get into it. But go in there and
9: yeah, I know uh, it's a I know it's a big topic
5: to certain explain explain the ritual. I'll explain all the occult symbology, and um, uh, and, and so. So find those two. They were done in Portland and, um, and they're up, they're on, they're on the internet somewhere. Okay.
9: No, I, I, I've seen them. I, I was just curious about, because I know there's been a lot of, I guess, I guess I should have probably prefaced, but the actual question, I guess, was, uh, uh, so the, a lot of people had speculated that 93 was supposed to be, you know, either going back towards New York or going towards the Capitol, but I think it ended up exactly where it was supposed to be, trying to represent that allegory. You're right. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll that. all
5: according to script.
9: Yep,
5: pinata. I Sorry, appreciate that's you. All, that's buddy. all I had, Zach. Wait, I, well, you're I had muted, to Zach. let you,
4: I had to let you know. Freight Awakening over on Rumble Zach, also, you're muted. How am I? Oh, I'm not muted. I'm not muted.
5: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, can't you hear me? Was an occult ritual. People in the audience,
9: can Absolutely. you hear me? Zach's trying to figure out if uh, how he's muted.
7: <laughs> uh wow.
5: Uh,
9: this is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I really do appreciate all your work, uh, uh, you as oh, well as, you. as many people, uh, you know, we before we had a cohesion uh, recently, you know, we were kind of very much scattered. So it was always good to, like, you know, bring up uh, and I hope that people were, you know, making uh, use of like I've been doing like off ar- archiving archiving offline and really making notes and do stuff and you know and and really get this stuff because if we you know had lost that after the after the big YouTube purge I don't know what we would do
5: Exactly So there was a, a grandmaster in the Illuminati and he told his daughter that the world's a stage Well other people have said that too And uh it truly is So we're what we see these big events. They're orchestrated. They've been planned many years before. Now, not everything that happens uh, goes according to is is actually you know um, according to their plans. Not everything that happens is caused by the Illuminati. God's at work in the world too, and there's there's a uh, uh, there's good angels and there's happen chance and and a lot of different things come into play but but to a large degree what we're seeing is is the world's a stage and there's a reason why certain things are happening and it's because people need to realize that that this is all for this illuminati agenda if we go back to the great reset and we we see that they talk about central bank digital currency Central Bank, CB, Digital Currency, DC, CBDC, this, they want, the, the World Economic Forum wants to chip us all. Well, this is very similar to what we see in Revelations, where it says, you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. And um, that's where we're headed. And if we're not genocided, They want us to be chipped and become a cyborg. Yeah, are you there? Uh, have we lost you?
4: Oh, and can you guys
5: hear me now?
9: Yeah, Yeah. we're back.
4: Okay. So here's what happened. I was Mm -hmm. scrambling to turn down the hot mic on your end pinata, and I must have brushed over the mute button on here. Um, All right, I actually, we also have to move on to the next caller, but before we do do that, Pinata, Freight Awakening said, thank you for your streams on Foxhole. You take the MSM clips like arrows for us all. It's torture, but thank you for addressing it. Pretty sure you aren't Patel Patriot, by the way. All right, brother. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate you, homie.
9: I appreciate it, Zach. Thank you so much, Fritz. Thank you. We'll see
4: you. All right. So I have a. Special request, guys, considering the different difference in the audio levels between your microphones and Fritz's, what I'm going to request is that you ask your question and then allow Fritz to answer the question. Please don't interject in the midst, because then I have to toggle back and forth to make sure that the microphone is not overmodulated and it's just too much. So we've got Vector coming in next. And uh, Vector, Matt, I, I sent you a message asking how I should put you and Vector in touch. And um, perhaps we can have Vector give his email right now, live on the air. Vector, how are
7: you? I'm good, uh, Red Pill 78. My friend Zach, hello, Fritz Spring- Spring- Meyer, Uh You're a legend. You're a, an enigma. Um, I'm a, a, an ardent student of your work. And uh, I'm also known as the number fag, which is uh, just something that I do. And um, uh, I have a lot of information on my website, vector117.com, codes and decodes about the Assycian codes in particular. Now, before I get into that, I just wanted to say hello to the audience. I haven't been here for a while. I got the day off today, and I'm very excited. I've been streaming for five hours, and I've been listening to your show. I'm so incredibly excited. And um, I wanted to thank Zach uh Red Bull 78 for his service and everything that he's doing. I love all of the audience, and um, I just wanted to say hello to, to Fritz, bro. Like I'm praying for you and your family, and I hope we can raise as much money as possible for you and your new baby. You
6: Excellent.
7: Well, I uh,
4: appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you very much for taking the time. And uh, how would you prefer that I put you and uh, Matt in touch?
7: Just email me. That's fine.
4: Okay. All right. I-, I will give him your email. Absolutely. All right. Did you have a question for Fritz before we move on to the next caller?
7: Uh, yes. Quickly, I wanted to discuss the Nexus because I'm DJ Vector 117, and 117 is a mirror of 711, and 711 is 911 from the perspective that there are 12 months in the year at the moment in the Gregorian calendar, uh, but sept in chemistry and everywhere else a septuagenarian means seven seventy. Um, so it's really 711. so if we're doing the reverse of that i'm hunting these 911 perpetrators so these are the people that are the 322 skull and bones the bush family uh they're a secret german society they're all connected to the nazis and the bloodline families prescott bush george hw bush george w bush the new world order the thousand points of light we see these people. We know exactly what they're talking about. So I don't want to take too much of your time, Fritz, uh, uh, but I, I have to say I'm kind of fanboying here because <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. So uh, can can you please go ahead, sir? Uh,
5: I, I'm not sure what your question was. When it comes to <laughs> but, a 1,000 Points of Light, what, uh, I exposed – the deeper meaning of that is that in the Mothers of Darkness castle, which was the, there beside Muno, I had the privilege yes. of exposing that castle. They had a room where they had a thousand points of light. So a uh, high level Illuminati would know that that was a reference. And you had a number of people like, like uh, the president's wife refer to a thousand points of light. Um, In fact,
7: isn't isn't that a thousand? uh, I I saw some Jewish thing, Fritz. It was sort of um, talking about the thousand
5: points of light. Pardon me.
7: Apparently, it was some kind of. um, I've read also something. I don't know if this is true. It was like it was some New World Order thing that there are a thousand people that are high level people that are the thousand points of light.
5: Does that make sense? Well, a lot of times in things you'll have multiple meanings. Um, Yes. So, I, I'm not, um, but I would challenge that meaning, meaning because, uh, from the numbers I know, that doesn't sound like an exact, exact number. Um,
7: but that's, fa- that's fascinating. Um, th- these bloodlines, they're the most important thing, aren't they? And somehow the blood, is very important to these people. It's almost like the blood has all of the life force and they know it. So when they consume their blood or blood products or adrenochrome or whatever it is that they do during their ritual sacrifices and how Planned Parenthood and the exchange of baby parts during high satanic holidays is extremely important to these people as well. So maybe you can give me some comment on that. And Vector, yeah, if you could just
4: let important. Fritz finish before you interject again, because we gotta. I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting the volume on the fly. I'm sorry, Fritz. Sorry,
7: sorry, Zach.
5: Yeah, the the blood is very important, and and one can speculate uh, why. Um, uh, and and I don't want to get into speculation on really because I I, I don't want to say something that I know as a fact. But um, you do have incubus, succubus, you do have interaction between the Illuminati and the fallen angels and demonology. And it's quite possible that we're looking at their DNA being different than ours. Um, wow. But definitely one thing about the, the trauma-based mind control and one reason why they called it Monarch Mind Control is because learning is transmitted ge- genetically, and so there's quite a bit that's translated from from one evil generation to the other. So, yeah, they there's if the bloodlines are very important.
4: All right, Vector. Thank you very much, thank buddy. Thank you so much. Have a uh, wonderful I really night. It. I appreciate it. I sent you an email, and I can't wait to see you on the foxhole.
7: No worries. I love you, bro. I really appreciate love it. Thank you for your time, and uh, I'll see you later. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye, see you everybody.
4: Watch Vector, especially on the Foxhole. Okay, great. Um, and I just want to reiterate, guys, we're going to get your question, and then I'm going to disconnect you so we don't have to worry about the uh, the audio issue. Uh, and Let me just go ahead and bring in our next caller. We've got a phone caller. You're on the air. Please ask your question, then I'm going to disconnect you, and we'll allow Fritz to answer.
5: Hi, my name is Kathy. Can you hear me? Yes,
4: Kathy, you're coming in loud and clear. How are you tonight?
6: Great. Thank you. Um, I'll make this quick. I'm kind of looking for information on um, infiltration uh the Illuminati
4: into the church. There's a website called Spiritual Investigation Unit, and it looks at and it, um, it talks about the Illuminati
5: and the church, and it tells us to use discernment when we uh, use these pastors with the symbols and the colors um, because,
4: you know what, They're, it's almost like Satan's coming into the church, and I just wanted to know your comments on this, please. All right, caller, keep listening. We're going to disconnect. Thank you very much for your call. Appreciate it. All right, Fritz, please. uh, I'm actually interested to hear this too. What do you think about that?
5: Christendom is totally corrupted. And so, my first major book, which was The What is Happening, which was Be Wise a Serpent, I have a chapter where I go denomination by denomination and list, uh, Ministers that were high ranking Freemasons, uh, seminary teachers that were Masons, and, um, and then people also that were members of Skull and Bones and Christian higher education. The, you know, and I went through denomination by denomination to show people that the whole thing's corrupt. And if it's not corrupt directly by someone being a Freemason, they're corrupted because they're being blackmailed. And, um, one of the things that the, the women that were trying to get out of the Illuminati, they could tell me firsthand how the, one of the things that they were used for at their, their sexual slave altars would go in and, and do something with a minister. And then he would be blackmailable. Yes, and it, it's really not hard, and so right across the board. And then the churches are being used for trauma-based mind control. Uh, I've even listened to some sermons, and they're you, they're using the mind control uh, codes right there in their sermon. Unless you know what those codes are, it goes right over your head. So the whole thing's totally corrupt. Um, and there's even some conservative. Uh, denominations and um, without l- naming the, the particular denomination well, actually there's a couple denominations what happened was is these are very conservative denominations well actually I'll mention one of them okay because we already mentioned that I was old order Amish Mennonite which was horse and buggy Mennonite right so the Old Order Amish Mennonites, as well as some other Mennonites, they're conscientious objectors. And so when World War II, when the Vietnam War happened, they were they did alternate service. Well, in the Vietnam War, where did they do alternate service? Well, some of them did alternate service in mental institutions. And they were grabbed and they were programmed. And they went back into their communities. So there were some Amish young men that when they returned from the war, their communities just talked to themselves and said, we don't even recognize this person. Wow. Well, the reason why was is they've been subjected to mind control. So they embedded their own, the the system, the Illuminati, embedded their own people into these deep conservative uh, uh, denominations via using... Uh, the conscientious objector, alternative service. Um, That's
4: fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. What a great place to have a, a, a secret assassin or, you know, anybody that you could uh, activate for an operation. Uh, a midnight. Somebody somebody out in Pennsylvania driving around a horse and buggy, and next thing you know, you play the secret sound, and, and they're uh, standing uh, in the middle of a field ready to shoot the president or something. Whatever it might be, you know. That's yeah, it's a great idea. Let me ask you this, Fritz. You know, I it's it's I think it's pretty easy for most people when we're looking at public figures. You know, I mean, we can look at decisions they're making and we can say, well, generally speaking, I I can tell you this person's probably compromised, you know, at the very least. Uh, Certainly they're uh, not making decisions that I would make. But if you're looking at at people who are in the public square, that are front-facing people, uh, politicians, administrators, big business owners, is there any particular tells that you look for to determine whether or not they are uh, a member of the Illuminati or, or, or you know, kind of uh, separating them from being somebody who is just compromised? Is there is there anything that's out there that maybe we can look for?
5: Well, there's certain uh, groups that are 100% Illuminati. The Steering Committee of the Bilderbergers is 100% Illuminati. Definitely. Um, The Order of the Skull and Bones, members of the Order of Skull and Bones, were uh, 100% members of the Illuminati. It was an initiation uh, point to bring them in. So there are some... Uh, groups like that that you can be sure um uh i i'm spacing off the exact way you phrased the the question Could you ask it again
4: yeah yeah so like if if you're watching people that are involved in this public display of whatever's going on whether it's somebody in in politics somebody in big business somebody uh that is a public personality uh who you can identify as certainly being a player uh is there a public tell or some behavior or language that they use that allows you to identify them as a member of the illuminati versus simply somebody who's just compromised and is just playing along
5: yeah there there yeah so uh some people uh, some people that are trauma based mind control victims, um, may not be in the Illuminati per se.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, uh, so you can't necessarily, uh, use the fact that they're a, a multiple personality. Roseanne Barr is, um, publicly has, has publicly declared, you know, She's a programmed multiple, and she's talked about how she was that they sexually abused her in every which way imaginable. Wow, you know um so you know there's certain people like that out there in the public uh space that you can you can identify as as a, a program multiple but that, that that's not a, a a sure thing that they're a member of the illuminati so um so you really have to it it, it, it it's it's not an easy thing uh because they don't print uh membership lists let me let me explain it another way so the the white people came to the new world you know the uh in 1620 you had the mayflower come 1607 you know you saw jamestown uh, come into play well fast forward to the 1880s and you had the us cavalry fighting the indians now who did the us cavalry hire to track indians they hired other indians now why after 400 after 300 and some years were the white people still not able to figure out the ways of the indians and an indian knew the ways of the indians better so what i'm saying here is is you know these these people i brought out of the illuminati they could sit there and we could be at a restaurant and they could say, see that person? They're under their Illuminati member. they are got this kind of programming running, blah, blah, blah. They could tell you everything because they're like that Indian tracking another Indian. But you as a normal person, you would just see a person. So, yes, there's a lot of visible signs. And if you read my Deeper Insights book, I have a couple pages where I give clues. And if you, if you are aware of those clues, you can start seeing some of this for yourself. But the normal person out there on the street is going to go right over his head. He's like the white person. After 350 years, the white people still couldn't track Indians. They had to hire Indians to do it. Okay, I understand
4: what you're putting down. Uh, now also Fred Awakening wants to know, are elites humans? Is David Icke on point with the lizard people talk? Do people shape shift? So many questions. What's your opinion on that? Um, Because I think that's something a lot of people wonder, you know, you're always seeing the the videos that people make, you know, oh, look, you can see the lizard people eyes come out, you see their second set of eyelids go off, you know, and I think that a a number of those things can be written off as just the, uh, uh, you know, consequences of of digital photography. But do you think that uh, elites are actual part of the human race?
5: A very good question. I asked the same question, too. In 1991 when I was I was interviewing talking with these people that had been in the Illuminati they talked to me how in the uh satanic rituals they would have nephilim now nobody was talking about the nephilim back then mm-hmm. that was the, you know the fallen angels and the nephilim nobody was talking about it. so I was like 10 years ahead of my time or something in getting that information so yeah, there there's Nephilim involved with the uh with the generational Satanist. Um, in nineteen ninety three I wrote a book about the reptilians and um, the shape shifting and people having reptilian eyes, and then I never did anything with it. I shelved it. Because what I concluded was is I couldn't nail it I couldn't nail things down conclusively to my own satisfaction
6: mm-hmm.
5: and so i just shelved it and then i was a little surprised that david i took his, took what he knew and ran with it because <laughs> i didn't feel <laughs> comfortable running with that because um, i still haven't been able to nail it down to where i can conclusively say one way or the other
4: Okay. Well, and uh, also thank you to Fredo for the reminder about that. Uh, B1 car wants to know, is Trump really a Scottish Mason and is he still? Has he turned away from the practice or whatever you want to call it? In your opinion, is the Bible accurate? So two questions. President Trump being a Mason and uh, pr- number two, is the Bible accurate?
5: Um, I don't know that that trump is a mason I, I i mean i've seen some clues but i can't conclusively say yes or no um uh, and is the bible accurate yes it is that's what i have uh, based my life on but that being said there's a lot of things that if you go in and look at the bible superficially you'll go oh yeah it's it's got all kinds of mistakes but if you look deeper and really come to understand it, especially spiritually understand it, mm. the most important thing about the scriptures is to spiritually understand it. Yes. Then you realize it's very profound. In fact, so profound, you can't even plumb the depths of its profundity. Um, but yes, it is right. And I've based my life on it. And um, yeah, that's, that's an enough said
4: okay yes I, I i i we're in agreement there you know I think the only thing that and maybe this is what he was getting at, but you know I mean obviously the original books of the Bible written very long ago thousands of years ago in certain places uh having been translated over and over and over again into different languages that's the only place that I could identify that any faults would be the uh, specific translation of those words the interpretation of the person writing down into another language or perhaps uh slightly altering to create a, a, a maybe a, a slightly different meaning but overall it is it's the spiritual intention it is the the uh, innate teachings that are uh, contained within uh okay and and then thank you to B1 car and then finally Barakan says awesome show not to worry God willing, the Russians and Chechens and their allies will take care of the Nazis and the sickos. Resistance is not futile. Love and peace and strength to all. Okay, next caller coming in. It is Sweda. And uh, also wanted to say, I got these pens a long time ago from one of the viewers. They made them by hand. Uh, This is a bolt-action rifle pen it's uh really nice and then uh this is uh another one right here different type oh, i'm sorry this is a lever action this is the bolt action um uh, but yes made by hand i don't know if the person even watches the show anymore Sweeta, you're you're on the air are you there yeah hi hi welcome back i'm gonna uh, uh ask the same of you go ahead and ask Frit- fritz your question and then we're going to disconnect you and he's going to answer it uh with you off the air just because of the volume issue so go ahead
7: all right. Uh, I wanted to know, uh, did his lawyer not say anything that, that he did not have any proof? Uh, you know, there's no proof to convict him and send him for eight years in prison. Uh, and I also wanted to know if he could share some assignments that the Lunati had uh, given him when he was working for them.
4: Uh, working for whom?
7: He was uh, he, he's a whistleblower from the inside, you mentioned.
4: Uh, well, he he actually he wrote about the content that whistleblowers were giving him. He he wasn't actually in the Illuminati. Oh, okay, okay.
7: Yeah, okay.
4: yeah. Okay,
7: um, I, and I would also like you to uh, post some of, some of his videos, which we can't find anywhere uh, anywhere on maybe on your Gab or maybe in your channel, so that we could watch those videos. Okay. To our listeners. To our, uh, which are difficult to find.
4: I will see what I can find, and if uh, you know, as long as Fritz is okay with it, I'll happily uh, help publish it and get it out there for people to watch. Okay, so uh, the question from Sweeta was, um, where was your lawyer in uh, defending you both the first and second time, uh, Sweeta, We're going to d- disconnect. Thank you very much for your call, and uh, Fritz, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get your audio. Turn back up here. You know, um, this is definitely something that uh, I think is worth asking. And, you know, uh, it, it what really is horrible is that at the end of the day, no matter how good your lawyer is, if the people who are your jailers and um, you know and and the ones that are prosecuting you, if they don't care about the Constitution, if they don't care about due process and your rights, your lawyer can be the best lawyer in the world. So, um, what happened there with your lawyer and, and the um, uh, and and the times that you were put in prison unjustly?
5: So, when I was charged, I interviewed a number of attorneys, and I realized that just as um, a down payment I was going to need $30,000 to to retain an attorney I didn't have that money so I decided to go with somebody that the judge assigned me the first uh, lawyer that he gave me I fired the second lawyer he gave me um, I fired the third lawyer well you're only allowed three lawyers so You know, I, I, I was, this was it. He was going to have to work. And, um, his name was Birmingham. And so when I went to his office, I brought a B, I I brought a bloodlines of the Illuminati book, the same book that you held up. And I came into his office and I said, I'd like you to know a little bit about me so that you have a little bit of the context of this case. And I said, I I would like to give this as a gift. It's a book I've written. And I walked up to his his desk, and I handed him this book, Bloodlines of the Illuminati. His eyes got real big, and he said, am I written about in here? (laughs) So that was my attorney.
9: Oh, my gosh. Um,
5: I told my wife, I thought, well, he's a great attorney. He's got a reputation to uphold. Um, perhaps, it, you know, because he's an insider, he'll do me a good job. Well, in the event, he lied to me. He called none of my witnesses. He didn't say anything to defend me. And um, my wife later spoke to one of the jurors and said, how could you find my husband guilty when there was no, no evidence against him? And they said, well... There was no we knew nothing about him there was nothing presented about him so yeah my my attorney did not defend me and um even then initially, even though he didn't defend me because there was no evidence against me initially the jury found me not guilty but uh they didn't have anything to i mean you know if you're a juror you're gonna wonder why is the government putting so much effort into this the guy has to be guilty if they're putting so much effort into this. They knew nothing about me, and then the judge told them to find me guilty. So, you know, they went with it. So, let, let me ask you this: Did you actually have to
4: go through a proper trial? Like, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the the case. I mean, I know that it was said they they claimed that you were aware of a bank robbery and so therefore because you were aware of it and didn't go to the fbi then you're as good as guilty you might have been there holding you might as well have been there holding a shotgun to the head of a teller apparently um but did they present any evidence to you and and because you it sounded like you just said that your 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 lawyer didn't even defend you
5: well they had three witnesses against me and if you saw what those witnesses said you would agree with me that there was no evidence submitted. Yeah. Um, one one of their witnesses and they forgave him of all of his crimes because when he was on the stand, he admitted that he had robbed nine banks and they forgave all of all those bank robberies to get him to testify
4: against you. And he I- said
5: that he heard through the grapevine that, that more than one person had done this bank robbery The implication being that I had been involved because they already had the bank robber in jail. So if there was more than one person, then the implication is is I must have been the other person. But he didn't say I was the other person. He just said he heard, which is hearsay. And hearsay is not supposed to be allowed into court. But my attorney said, well, this is federal court and we can allow hearsay. But later I talked to another Attorney who was who's a very good defense attorney and said no that kind of hearsay is not to be allowed into court. Your 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 attorney was wrong. You know that was just pure hearsay to say I heard that there was more than one person. That's the kind of evidence that they used to hang me on. So,
4: did the bank robber himself implicate you, or was it just somebody else saying they heard you might have been involved?
5: Yeah, exactly. The bank robber said that he wanted to testify that it had nothing to do with it.
4: Oh my gosh. But
5: they said that he was, that they couldn't bring him into court because now, now see one of their, their witnesses that they brought who they forgave all of his crimes, they brought all the way from Southern California and, uh, the bank robber was in Oregon and the trial was in Oregon, but they said that it was too far to bring him. Therefore they couldn't bring him into court.
4: What a miscarriage of justice. That's so ridiculous.
5: <laughs> I just can't
4: even. Um, and then, uh, what about the second time that you, that they hauled you back in? I mean, you weren't charged with anything. So there was probably no need for you to even appear in court. They just kept you locked up in solitary.
5: Yeah. Well, they just kept me locked up in a detention center, but because there was no charge against me, there was nothing. To defend.
4: That's right. You, yeah. quit,
5: you can't fight something when there's no charge.
4: You were just memory hold. You know, I just want to say, you know, this book is on the CIA's website.
6: Okay. <laughs> you know,
4: this book is on the CIA's website. They 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 locked Fritz up for eight plus years for a robbery that he didn't commit. They went and got him back, put him back in, and uh, he hadn't done anything wrong. Well, how long were you in prison that second time, Fritz?
5: Just a, uh, a few months. So okay, well that's that's bad
4: enough. I mean your your due process, your constitutional rights were were certainly violated. But I just want to say it goes to show you that there's obviously something that you're talking about that they really don't want to get out. Let me just before we take the next caller. Do you think that the global power structure of these thirteen bloodline Illuminati families are are those are those families? Still in power in the same way, or do you think there's been a restructuring of the global power?
5: In 2003, they had a meeting in Gestalt, Switzerland, where they, uh, one generation passed the baton to the next generation. And the next generation had some different ideas, and there would already been some infighting and the infighting got worse. And so some of the families broke off. And I think that that might have contributed to this faction that, that put Trump up as president. At any rate, yeah, there was some restructuring. And they were telling me that instead of 13 top families, they were, they were going with seven top families. Now what that means is, like when there were 13, that was kind of like in mockery of, of the 12 tribes of Israel. Right. It doesn't mean that there weren't a lot of other surnames. There's a lot of surnames. If you, if you look at that bloodlines of Illuminati book, you see plenty of surnames. And likewise, there's lots of surnames in the Illuminati today besides their seven top ones. Mm -hmm. But the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Van Dines, uh, DuPonts, these families are still that inner core. And, um, some of the families have been, uh, uh, broken away because of the infighting, but I don't know, you know, maybe they've, they've kind of patched up things since then. Um, I've been kind of out of the, um, I've been kind of on the periphery of things um because i've been trying to support my family and focused on that and so i haven't been uh, i was working back in the tw- in the 1990s i was oftentimes working 20 hour days picture cuz at that time we still could have done something about it but it's gotten so far that uh times have changed
4: Oh, all right, you guys. We have three callers left. If you're not on the line, don't get on the line because I want to make sure we get these last three callers. Caller, you're on the air. Can I get your name? Principal Enigma. Principled Enigma. Good to hear from you, my friend. Go ahead and ask your question of Fritz, and then we're going to disconnect just because of the volume issue. Go ahead.
10: Well, let me let me say first of all to the to the audience that um, Fritz and uh, other people like him have been tasked to do what they do. But one of the most important things we as Christians need to keep in mind is that we don't want to spend a whole lot of time looking at the counterfeit. We want to look at the genuine article. And if you really want to be safe in the Lord, then read and make the Bible a part of your life. And that's, that's the only way I can say it. You know, once once we give who we are and what we have all to Him, and go forward in His service, we're gonna we're gonna be protected. And if we're called to be martyrs, we'll give this. We'll be given the strength to endure it. Okay, Amen. But uh, Fritz, I do have a, a question for you. Uh, and don't hang up. Don't hang me up, real quick. Here, I will keep my mouth shut. Okay,
4: <laughs> make sure you um, do. <laughs> first,
10: Okay, first of all, have you ever heard of, or do you know, Eric John Phelps?
4: Eric John Phelps. Fritz, are you familiar with Eric John Phelps? I believe that's the author of uh, Vatican Assassins, isn't that
6: right? Yes.
5: I don't know him personally. Um, I have that book in my library, which is now in storage. Um, I, I just recently... Okay, clear back in February of 1993, I, I was putting out at that time a hundred page newsletter, which I call a newsletter is more like a magazine monthly. And I had an article in there where I gave 200 Vatican officials names, their secret Masonic names, their initiation dates, and, and a lot of information like that. And then later I, I expanded that list. Um, and I was really disappointed because nobody was interested in, in learning the details of how the Vatican had all these Freemasons in it. Um, and so it's only been now almost 30, almost three decades later. That somebody actually asked me for the list and it was kind of nice. I had to dig it out of storage. Um, but I wasn't, I guess I wasn't that impressed with his book because of what I already knew. Um, but yeah, I have his book in my library.
4: Okay. Principled Enigma one, two, three. Go ahead and respond.
10: Okay, uh, I I hear what you're saying, and uh, in some respects, I agree with you, uh, Zach. Uh, one of the things that I sent you on uh, the flash drive is a video that Eric John Phelps did back in the early '90s. Okay, uh, it's a present. It's a presentation he gives uh, talking about the subject matter in the book. I think the presentation he gives is very illuminating. Okay, and (laughs) I'm using that term lightly here. Okay, but uh, it's very illuminating because in many ways the presentation gives details that are not in the book. Um, But uh, I I know what you're saying, Fritz. Uh, One of the things that I do object with regarding uh, to Eric is he is living some of the very principles that were put in place in his own denomination by the Jesuits. And yet he claims to be against the Jesuits. However, I I will say Vatican Assassins is definitely worth looking at, but what's even better are the books that are used for source material, Zach. And that you all you have all that.
4: Okay. I sent all
10: that stuff to you.
4: I'll, um, yeah, um, I just so. I haven't had a chance. I, I, I drove for about 72 hours this week, and my air conditioning went out yesterday, and my daughter just arrived in Florida. So um, I, Sunday I will have a full day off, and I plan on getting into that, um, uh, the meat of that.
10: Well, I, I think the only uh, out of the source material books, I think, if I remember correctly, there was only one that was published in the 20th century. Okay. All the rest of them were in the 19th century.
6: Okay. So if
10: you want to get history, get it from the 19th century, especially if you want to know about what happened in that century.
6: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Because
10: what we're, what we're putting out now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nonsense being perpetrated on the public and it's really unfortunate. I'm glad I've got a massive library.
6: Yeah. Because
10: people can't bullshit me. I know. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right all right thank you very much for being here principal But we got to take the next caller uh because we are on the edge of wrapping up here i appreciate you being here buddy thank you fritz for what you do oh shoot i'm sorry sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to cut you off there okay two callers uh next caller caller oh, you're uh, you're on you. you're on the air can i get your name bill Phil. Oh, Phil, are you on there both? Are you on there twice? Or do we have another uh, Phil? I didn't mean to. (laughs) There's a Zoom call. It's fine. My apologies. No problem. No problem. I just thought it was funny. Maybe we had two Phil's on here. Well, listen, Phil, thank you very much for calling. Uh, Go ahead with your question for Fritz.
10: Okay. Hello, Fritz. I love your work. Big fan. You're absolutely one of my favorite authors, and I'm so glad that a genuine Kansan is on the air with Red Pill. I have a Three questions for you, though. Go ahead. Okay. So I have three questions for Fritz. I'll make them short and sweet. Uh, First question is, how do we become more Christ-like? The second question is, how do we know our purpose of what Jesus and God wants us to do and then the third one was, uh, regarding your book, I remember you talked about how you met a military intelligence deprogrammer for mind-control victims. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Anyway, thank you. God bless, brother. I love your work.
4: God bless. Thank you for being here. And uh, thank you for your call and uh, those great questions right here at the very end. Fritz, uh, go ahead, sir.
5: So, how do we know our... Uh, If I'm remembering correctly, how do we know our purpose in Christ?
4: I think that was Um, it, yeah.
5: How do we become uh, more Christ like? I think, yeah. And the previous caller was emphasizing that we need to look at what's genuine and we need to really be sincere. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. I could not have done what I did if I wasn't really a solid Christian that totally. Believed the Lord and that the Lord did all these miracles, but how did I know what my calling was? God reached down and gave it. It's just like God called Jonah. You know, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. So we we God sovereignly does things. and I can't I can't uh, reduce them to a vending machine where I say, okay, say this prayer, put this dime in. Put this into the machine and you're going to get this. God's going to sovereignly do what he wants. But uh, I can encourage people to pray and pray and ask God, what have I done that's wrong, that I need to make right? What can I do to correct in my life? What? And Christ said, if you love me, you're going to follow my commandments. That's not popular today in Christendom. But we need to listen to God. If we're obedient to God and we're, he says that if we, if we press in and we ask for answers, he'll be faithful to give them. And I believe that because I've experienced that. But I can't give you a formula because following Christ is not a formula. Like people say, it's a relationship and that's Mm -hmm. true. It means humbling ourselves and it means doing things God's way. So that's what, what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do it God's way and you're going to have to listen. And his voice is a very still, small voice. Sometimes, uh, you know, you've just got to, you've just got to be quiet. We're, we're so busy talking that we don't hear him. Um, and what was the next
4: question? Uh, I believe the final one was uh in regards to the uh, mind control deprogrammer that you mentioned in your book, uh, and I don't know if it was anything specific, but just discussing uh what you had written about or uh, maybe I heard it wrong, but does that sound like something that makes sense?
2: <laughs> did yeah, you have a relationship with the
4: CIA mind control deprogrammer
5: no. <laughs> oh. Well, I might have been talking about Mark Phillips. Okay. Um, I met a lot of people. One of the things that I was doing in the 1990s is I was going to conferences where they had therapists and survivors. So people that are program multiples that have been subjected to this Illuminati trauma-based mind control, they're called survivors. And so there would be conferences where there would be maybe a 100 therapists, and maybe 150 survivors. So I met a lot of survivors. I, I met a lot of therapists. And basically, they shut down a lot of that. There was a, a campaign, and I saw a lot of uh, professional therapists that were put out of business. Um, so I think that you may be, be referring to Mark Phillips. Mark Phillips was out on speaking circuit you can, uh, Kathy O'Brien and Mark Phillips wrote several books together. Uh, a lot of their good information was not put out in the book, but Mark gave a lot of talks too, and some of them were up on the uh, internet, or they used to be before the purging took place.
7: Okay.
4: Uh, Fred Awakening over on Rumble says, uh, It's so warming to hear Fritz give grace to God. We all need to honor that and do what God wants us to do. No more porn, no more Dems. Put down the pipe and follow Redville 78. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it, it's absolutely right. I think a lot of people uh, forget that. A lot of people um, can be... They hear themselves, they are blinded by their own confirmation bias, and they, uh, uh, I guess, are not really truly listening to God, even if they think they're doing the right thing. It's easy in today's world. They have created uh, a hyper-polarized America where people are thrust to both extreme sides of the aisle. And, uh, people will believe what they want to believe, whether, uh, there's anything to back it up or not. They, they forget the, uh, distinction between evidence and, uh, and feelings. And, uh, that's a problem. So. Uh, I think that uh, Fritz's words are very wise. Uh, Fritz, I have a couple of more thank yous I need to go through over here on the Foxhole. Just want to say it's been great having you here tonight. I loved getting your perspective on all of these various subjects. Uh, Mugga, over on the Foxhole, thank you for those shades. Inside Gino, thank you for the can. FilterDog1 says, I will catch the replay. I hope that you're seeing this. Uh, Kaboomer, thank you for the can. J2Dank, hold on just a second. I am getting, uh, there we go. J2Dank, thank you for the phone. In search of the truth, appreciate the cookie. Pie says, Mr. Springmeyer, what are your thoughts about Ronald Bernard, the ex-Illuminati banker, and his disclosures? That was actually something I meant to ask you about, and I forgot. Are you familiar with Ronald Bernard? He was like a Dutch banker, and uh, at a certain point, he realized that if he wanted to keep moving in the Illuminati, he was going to have to murder a child, and he couldn't do it. He left.
5: Wow, it's been a few years since I i listened to his story Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i had some kind of a reaction back then but it's been a long time um um i think my reaction if i'm remembering it correctly was that um he was probably legit but i i didn't have enough facts to uh nail it down specifically Um, uh, but a lot of times uh, what okay well okay I'm kind of interrupting myself here but what I would encourage people to do is like when you're talking to somebody or you're looking at events like the Ukrainian war the invasion don't look at the details, but look at the process mm-hmm. because the details will be confusing and you'll look at the details and you'll go, I can't make heads or tails of this because the details are contradictory. But look at the process. And so as far as I know, the process was was a good process in what he was doing. He was trying to be legitimately expose things. And so from that standpoint, uh, I guess we could. We could have good feelings towards.
4: I have uh, much the same uh, outlook, you know, when I'm using my own discernment to determine whether or not uh, people are trustworthy or not. You know, uh, he gave that one interview. It wasn't like he tried to monetize his time in the um, uh, in the organization. You know, I mean, he didn't go out on a huge tour and sell the rights to his life for a movie. Uh, you know, I mean, he seemed to be genuinely disturbed by the events that that he witnessed. And he, you know, he was just trying to expose what he saw as a, um, a horrific you know, monstrous machine. So, um, ah, I, I, I thought that Ronald Bernard was, uh, 100% credible from my opinion. Uh, Low Country, Brooklyn, uh, she says, Vector, NPC guy, strokes the F out, darting forked tongue, temple veins on fleek as he screams, (laughs) are you talking about NPC Frank, uh, or another non-playable character? Elizabeth G says, John Mark Dugan is the one to talk to for information out of Russia and Ukraine uh obviously absolutely i've done a number of shows with john mark dugan uh, and he is in there in ukraine getting coverage right now uh let's see joshua bain great show as always good to see you, josh been a minute porpoiseful dropping the can pie also says mr springmeyer what do you think about the genealogical research published by miles w mathis are you familiar with him no,
5: Not familiar with him.
4: Not familiar, okay. And I this is actually something that I was going to ask you earlier, but I saw it uh, go over in the Rumble chat. Are you familiar with the Paysour family, and uh, was that ever a name that came up while you were doing your own research into the Illuminati?
5: I was one of the people that exposed them. Okay. If you read the bloodlines of the Illuminati book, you'll see that I exposed the Paysour family.
4: Okay. But they are part of the Illuminati, and they're in the book. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then also, uh, Cade Kaja, Cade Kajaspus. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say that one. Thank you for the shades. Uh, Deplorable Laura, Uh still love you. I still love you too, Laura. Low Country Brooklyn also said, much love to Debbie Roush and much love to Low Country Brooklyn. Mod Mom, thank you for being such a loyal patriot and beautiful friend. Thank you for always being here, Debbie. You are a, uh, an absolute champion. Uh, Dr. Hoffman says uh, from Frank Staint and his co-pilot, Dr. Hoffman. Love you, Zach. Keep, uh, keep up the faith. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Sean Joe dropping a cookie. Sean or excuse me, Joshua Bain, says, Sweet, glad to have Sweetie here tonight. Uh, salt is Steve. Uh, salty Steve. Enjoying the show, Zach and Fritz. One, two, three, SKG. Thank you for the can. Patriot 714 wants to know, has Fritz read John Coleman's Conspirators Hierarchy? The Story of the Committee of 300. Another classic. Have you read that?
5: Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I was in touch with John Coleman in the 90s. Uh, there's actually two john coleman's so that that whole thing's a, a big story in itself uh, who who's the real john coleman yeah um but uh yeah i have the committee of 300 in my library um and i know that the committee of 300 is an actual organization but currently in the illuminati it's not got the power that it used to have
4: Okay, all right.
5: The Bilderbergers Uh, would be a a more current organization.
4: You know, uh, what I would love to see, Fritz, is uh, a a kind of um, a whiteboard, if you will, showing a structural hierarchy of all of these various organizations, because I, I would imagine that over time... Uh, the, uh, the, the power that they have and, and the roles that they play would change over time. And I kind of think about, you know, Venn diagrams, you know, you've got the committee of 300 overlapping with the Illuminati, like overlapping with the Jesuits, overlapping with the Freemasons. I think that would be very interesting. You could do a Ted talk or something on it, a Patriot Ted talk. Uh, let's see. Florida Girl for Trump and Q says, uh, great show and great guest sack. Thank you. Still a fan of Q though. And then Low Country Brooklyn says, no, Vector asked about the re. Okay, I get it now. And then Elizabeth says, read the perfectibilists. That is the original name of the Ill- Illuminati. Did I say that correctly? The perfectabilists? Does that make sense?
5: Fritz, are you familiar with that term? <laughs> Perfectibility? Um I don't know what she's getting at, but they they believe that their good deeds have to balance their bad deeds okay. because they're gnostics, and they try to be perfect in a lot of different ways. Um, and, and so your top uh, philanthropist out there, uh, that's you asked me how what's a clue to somebody's in the Illuminati? Well, th- being a philanthropist is is a good clue. Right. I mean, right. Check this out, people. You go to these biography books, and who's who, and you look, what's this person's occupation? It says philanthropist. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is? That means you go around as your occupation giving money away. Mm -hmm. That is a very bizarre occupation, giving money away as your occupation. Yes. Those philanthropists usually are Illuminati, and they're trying to balance they're bad deeds with their good deeds.
4: Okay. Because they're not So, uh, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, perfect example, uh, a, ph- a philanthropist. Socialite, also a prolific child trafficker along with Jeffrey Epstein and a whole host of other people. Uh, man, to be a fly on that wall, Fritz, I'm sure that uh, you kept up with the Jeffrey Epstein situation. Uh, rumor has it that the FBI was able to get all of that blackmail material when they raided his brownstone in New York City. And of course, It all just got memory hold and nothing ever came of it. And all of Jeffrey and Ghislaine's co-conspirators have not paid. Who knows if something's going to happen in the future? I don't know. But I think as long as Ghislaine is drawing a breath, we have a chance it might happen. Maybe Hillary Clinton, maybe some of the other people connected to her. Well, listen, Fritz, thank you for being here. At the end of the show, I always like to ask my guests, what would you most like the audience to take away from our conversation?
5: We are at the edge of a cliff, so don't worry about fighting back. You know, I mean, so you're going to, people go, oh, well, they're going to get upset if I fight back. Well, hey, they're about to push us off the cliff, so you better get off your rear end and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, because humanity doesn't have a whole lot of time. But that one guest that was talking about uh, we need to press into God, yes. Uh, that's true. The scripture tells us how we can overcome the world, and by extension, the, the new world order. It says faith overcomes the world, and by extension, faith overcomes the new world order. So we've got to press into God, because this thing is so enormous that without God's help, we're just not going to make progress.
4: Absolutely. Faith as the foundation. I just stay comfy because regardless of what happens, I know where I'm going after this is all over. And, you know, why am I going to allow them to wreck every single day that I have here on God's green earth? Uh, and there's absolutely no time for cowardice. You are either stand up, taking action, or you're basically helping them to enslave the world and you're part of the problem. Uh, so, Continue on, use your discernment, uh, and keep having a good time while you're doing it. Fritz, thank you so much for being here, Riley. I really, really appreciate it. And then I just want to remind everybody Springmeyer messages at hotmail.com. If you want to support Fritz's work, you can do that uh, through PayPal. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and check and see just one more spot if I have any more thank yous to give over here on Buy Me a Coffee. Actually, JSU. This is from yesterday. Uh, Marger- Margaret Mary, she said, thank you for the daily lift. Uh, and that should be all. And I think we're ready to go. All right, you guys. Uh, Fritz, you are welcome back anytime. Uh, I would love to stay in touch with you. Hopefully you would love to come back and continue to have a conversation. If there's ever anything that you want to talk about, you just let me know.
5: Thank you very much, Zach. And Absolutely. goodbye to all your listeners.
4: All right. Thanks again, everybody, for being here. This audio podcast will come out very shortly, Uh and it'll be available on my website, and then hopefully in the next 48 hours it will be available through Podbeam, but it'll definitely be available through all of the regular places as well. Until tomorrow at 9 p.m., I'll be back uh right here on this very channel, and let me just see. Who is our guest? Tomorrow, it's going to be Gabrielle Clark. Gabrielle Clark is a mama bear standing up against the uh, deep state educational apparatus. I think she brought the first lawsuit regarding the woke indoctrination of our children. It was her children, but she's fighting for all of us. So thank you again, Fritz. Everybody else, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.